know, you have to invest in your business to have success, right? So it's to me surprising a lot of realtors don't reinvest back in their business. I'm Maud Leger, and this is the Realtors Conspiracy Podcast, where we crack the code to real estate success. Learn from top realtors, entrepreneurs, and innovators about how to grow your business as we discuss real estate success stories, mindset, processes, motivations, and the key to their success. Check out our podcast episodes every Monday to crack the code to success for your real estate business. This week, I'm speaking with Sam McDaddy from Sam McDaddy Real Estate Brokerage. Sam had a fascinating 32 years experience to share in such a quick episode. Sam discussed how real estate is motivating, inspiring, rewarding, but also very challenging. It is hard work and there are no shortcuts to success. Find out how Sam built his business, focused on his growth strategy, and kept an eye on the next best thing. Let's get to my chat with Sam. Hi, Sam. Thanks for joining us on the episode today. Tell us what is the key to your success. Firstly, thank you for having me. And I would say one of the most important elements for me in my business practice was to really find a vocation I was passionate about. A lot of times people find a career because they want to make a lot of money or maybe for the wrong reasons. But I always encourage young people or for that matter, anybody who's trying to figure out their career path. Number one thing is be passionate about what you do and the rest will follow in place. Yeah, very cool. You built your career from being solo agent, team, broker, all of it. So what was your process to go through all of it? What was your drive like? Well, initially, you know, I a little background, I'll, I'll rewind a little bit. I had a really a lot of love and passion for the game of tennis. So I was fortunate enough to get a tennis scholarship. Then after that, I decided to further my education. And I did a master's in uh, business administration, MBA. And I worked in corporate finance, but I really wasn't fulfilled. I didn't feel happy. And I thought, you know, I've got to spend the next 40 years in the workplace. I, I don't want to feel, you know, Sunday night blues where I'm unhappy. And then mm-hmm. I stumbled into real estate in the late 80s. And honestly, after I got my license, even though I had some tough years, I just felt I really enjoyed what I was doing. And I thought if I could find success in that journey, then I'd do this forever. And, you know, when I first started off as a solo practitioner, but as the business grew organically, then I started adding pieces to the puzzle and say, obviously, we've got a pretty good sized team. And I think it's a, what I call a pretty wild machine. Uh, but it, it, didn't, it, was, it was through organic growth. It wasn't sometimes I see realtors saying, oh, I want to have a big team, but they really haven't earned the right to do that because they don't really have enough business volume. They're not really equipped to train the teammates. So if they try that, you'll have a team that's really a revolving door. And one thing we're really proud about is that most of our teammates are with us long-term, right? So many people are with me 25 years, 20 years, 22 years. Wow. So there's a lot of longevity, which is a testament to having a good culture, which we created, and also an environment that they feel they can flourish and succeed in as well. Nice. So speaking of success, how do you define success yourself? Well, I mean, a lot of people look at success in only one facet, which is financial, right? And I, I disagree with that. I think, you know, success to me is being well-rounded in all different platforms in life so you want to be healthy you want to be a contributor to society you want to you know be a good family person so I think there's so many variables so it's not if you're successful financially but you're not a good human being and you do it unethically then you're not successful you might have you know a benchmark of finances which is great but you know to me that's not success and I also would say this I'm a big believer of health so one of the key 
components for me of success is also being really healthy because at the end, even if you're fortunate enough to achieve a lot of financial wealth, if you don't health, have health to enjoy it, you really have nothing, right? So to me, that's so important that I probably put that above everything else. But, you know, finances obviously is an important piece because if you don't have money, you can't really do the things you want to do. And part of our, you know, initiatives is once we had a certain level of success, we thought, you know, let's get behind some different opportunities that can see the community succeed and flourish. And so our team, you know, pledged a million dollars towards the Trillium Health Partners and right. we just did the Ukrainian fundraiser. So anything we can do to try and make a bit of a difference in our small ways is important. So in summary, success isn't just one facet. I think it's the full circles. And I think that's really important to identify that. Yeah, I like that. I, that vision of things and the culture and all of it. How do you feel you stand out in this highly competitive market? Well, you know, we've been fortunate because, um, you know, the last 11 years, we've been number one on the Toronto Real Estate Board. It's about 66,000 realtors. So we're, we're proud of, you know, I've, there's no saying I used to share with my team saying, it's tough to get to the top. It's even tougher to stay there because everybody's gunning for you, right? So you have to be speaking clean, do all the right things. And that's when you have success, right? And um, for me, I think we thought about what can we do to bring a lot of value added services to our clients. And, and it's not just rest on our laurels. Every year we're looking at different ways of bringing value. So, you know, from staging, which we brought on 15 years ago, we have our own staging division, whether two full-time stagers, our own furniture and accessories, a full-time inspector, a full-time marketing team, full-time social media specialist. So, you know, everything we do, we bring in house so we control the quality and time efficiency, which we think has been a big, separated with other realtors as well. And I think a lot of realtors, unfortunately, they get into business and they think it's a get rich quick scheme. It's nothing is really that way. You've got to work really hard, you know, plant the seeds and reap the benefits. But a lot of times people don't realize the amount of work it takes to get there. Once you're there, I mean, obviously now you've got a platform and a, and a client base and a reputation. Now you, you just don't want to fumble it. Then you can, you know, continue that journey. But I think getting there, it takes a lot of hard work, right? And and if you're only into, in real estate because you want to have financial success, but you're doing it to try and cut corners, you won't succeed, right? And I think that's really important for people to know. You have to have a solid base to build off to have continual success. Yeah, very true. So I, you've been an agent for many years. You've been helping other agents uh, through tough and easy and challenges times. How do you think, what would be an advice for realtors to stay on top of their game? Well, I think you, you, the, the problem is a lot of realtors are taking courses and they're trying to find their way, right? And, and here's an interesting stat. Of the 66 or 70,000 realtors on the Toronto Real Estate Report, half of them in 2021, which is a very strong year, sold zero houses, zero, right? So that's pretty mind-boggling to think about it. But I would say, listen, you have to find aspects of the business that you really enjoy doing that you're going to be, that's going to be sustainable, right? Because, you know, you can be a farmer, which really means you, you, you have a geographic region of a hundred, a thousand, two thousand, five thousand houses, you want to become the area expert. But if you're not really driven to do that on an ongoing basis, you're not going to succeed, right? You yeah. can, you know, knock on doors and be a door knocker, but if you only do it once, you're not going to succeed. So you have to find things that you're passionate about that, you know, you'll do an ongoing basis to have success, right? So if I'm doing something that works for me, it might not resonate with you. And that's okay, because you need to find your own path. And it's okay to experiment with all these different possibilities, but figure out, hey, this is where my sweet spot is. This is what I really enjoy doing. This is where I think I can see future success as well. Yeah, very true. How do you support your team and get more leads for them then? If it's door knocking or lead generating, how do you do that? 
Yeah, I mean, our team, you know, is they're heavily reliant on our lead gen vehicles to get them leads, right? And we always tell our team members, if you rely on our leads, that'll get you to a very nice, healthy place. If you also find different opportunities where we support you, if you want to farm an area, you want to do, you know, community events, you want to do, that's going to help your business grow exponentially. So just by being on our team and just taking, you know, the leads that come in, you'll still make a really good living, but you can certainly exponentially grow that by adding other layers to your business practice. Mm -hmm. And then once you get leads, how do you help your agents win more listings? Or how do you win more listings? Yeah, so listings, I mean, you know, they're all, I mean, the one thing we try and do is keep them up to speed. And I'm in the trenches. I'm not just teaching theory. So I'm in the business. I love it. I'm, I'm selling every day. So when we have our weekly team meetings, we talk about activities or events that ensued during that past week. What do we learn from it? How the team can maybe navigate with that experience. Um, and, and I think for us, they, they all really tap into our system. So when we they go on a listing appointment, they provided the tools for success. So they know our listing package inside out, which talks about all our value added services. So now they're equipped to have success as well. And same thing, we have a buyer package, which they get very well versed with. So when they're talking to buyers, it's not just showing houses, it's actually empowering them with good information, which is a bit of a distinction versus what a lot of other realtors may not do, right? A lot of realtors will just try and sell them a house, but they don't really empower them with the information they need. And I think that's really important to build that kind of relationship and connection as well. Yeah, very true. And then if we were to jump on the luxury market, how did you establish yourself into as a luxury agent? Well, it wasn't always the case. When I first started off as a, a first-time buyer specialist, I said, you know, we've got all the tools and we should have a, a higher percentage of the luxury market because I think we can bring a lot of value to those clients. So I, you know, not realizing or not thinking I couldn't do something a lot because I couldn't. I had a farm area of 22,500 houses personally. And it was really the South Mississauga corridor, uh, which is where, um, you know, a lot of the more expensive houses are in Mississauga, which is our initial home base. Um, and with the, you know, first month or two, and I was sending flyers every week, every week, like heavy, heavy bombarding them. First two or three weeks, I think they dismissed it, but probably by week five or six, they realized, oh, you know, maybe this is somebody we should talk to. I mean, we're seeing his face a lot. And then we took a listing, maybe a bit of a loss leader. We took it for lower fee just to get our presence there. And then we staged it, we sold it, and then we just piggybacked off that. And today we're kind of the industry leaders in the luxury market, which we're really happy about. But we also tell our clients that, or our teammates and clients as well, because the, the, the what I didn't realize is we almost took that market at the expense of the mid and low, like the first time buyers think we don't, we didn't do that market anymore. So nice. we had to re, kind of rebrand our message to state no house was too big or too small because the luxury market is great, but our bread and butter was always the mid price range, which moved very fluidly, right? So we all still have to fight that message today to make sure that prospective buyers and sellers alike realize, hey, we want to build a great relationship with you. We don't care if you're selling a house for 300000 or 10 or 15 million, we're about relationship building, right? So and I think that's a really important message we have to continuously convey as well. Yeah, I like how you had the farming area and you didn't give up. You just went week after week after week. And that's a big step for agents sometimes when they don't have the budget or the money or the listings yet, and they're afraid to spend money on farming. Listen, I think, you know, you have to invest in your business to have success, right? So, and it, it, it's to me surprising a lot of realtors don't reinvest back in their business. And if it was me advising a younger Sam, I mean, the one thing I would do differently, which I took a few, too many years to do, was 
hire a really good administrative person that can take away those you know tasks that you don't need to do like putting lock boxes on and putting up signs because i think if you kind of figure out your value per hour and if the task is less than that you probably should delegate it and focus on your energy your energies on the task and where your value is right so but yeah i think all those are really important elements yeah very true so what's the best advice you've ever received in your career you know i've been very fortunate i've you know had mentors um one person named dave Linegar, who founded remax who i looked up to a lot and gary keller who's keller williams so those are probably two of the biggest real estate um operators in the world and you know to me what i realized is that first there's no free lunch right so people think it's just a get rich quick scheme which we alluded to earlier then they probably shouldn't be in this business so i really believe if you don't focus on the money and you really take great care of your clients you'll have a thriving business where you get rewarded in spades But I mean, I think too many people just are, it, it, most you know, people want a shortcut. They think, oh, I want there, I want to be Sam yesterday. Well, Sam took 32 years to get there. So you need to realize there is a curve to get there. And, and I had a, my eye on the, on the end goal and I wasn't going to deviate. I did whatever it took. Listen, my younger years when I was my, in my early 20s, mid 20s, I was in real estate. I was basically foregoing all the you know, opportunities, social opportunities, because I want to make sure I succeed in real estate. There was not an option to fail. I had parents who had a successful business, my dad who lost everything. So my mission, my big driver, my big uh, how was to take care of my family. So nothing was going to stop you from that, right? So when I was fortunate, my dad passed away uh, 21 years ago, a week ago. And I, before he passed away, I'd already bought my parents a house. And there he knew my, he, his soul was peaceful knowing my mom was going to be taken care of. And that meant everything to me, so. Yeah, that's amazing. That's so great. So 32 years in real estate and, and doing this as an agent, what is what are you excited about coming up in the future? Well, you know, what really excites me now is we're first Mississauga based. So we, we had an office in North Mississauga. In fact, I was with Remax until we uh, parted ways 11, 10, 11 years ago. We actually 11 years ago, May 1st, we started Sam McDaddy Real Estate Inc. And we had a North office, which, you know, we had purchased. Then a subsequently about a South office, and now we've got five other offices. So we're really trying to grow our, you know, brand and locations. So we have one in Oakville, one in Milton, one in Hamilton, one in Burlington, and one we bought a spot at Young and Lawrence, which we're just renovating. So we're going uptown as well. So I think the growth is really exciting for me to see us take it to the next level. And I think part of that journey is going to include development as well. So we want to, you know, all things real estate. Yeah. A natural progression. We've already purchased a few sites with a few partners where we're going to probably be looking to do you know, mid, low, high rises, et cetera. So, you know, we're excited about, you know, real estate. And, you know, the thing is, I think if you like what you do, you don't really, people say, Sam, when are you going to retire? I said, never. I love what I do. Why would I retire? I see what COVID did to people who had too much idle time. They're bored stiff, they're depressed, they're anxious. I mean, I might slow down, sure, but I'll never retire. So, you know, 30 years from now, hopefully we still look good. We can do this again. And, you know, I'll be talking about the journeys that we've really enjoyed, right? So, yeah. That's amazing. That's so inspiring. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing your success, your tips, your advice for realtors. Tell us, where do we find you? You can find me at sam at mcdaddy.com or my direct cell number is 416-801-2400. Amazing. Thank you. What an honor to have you on the episode today. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, the privilege is mine. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thanks for joining. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode, please share.